We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome, welcome to the Heapy Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And with me today, it's producer co-founder Brian Goins here on the left on twitch.tv slash MIA. Bro, what's, what's going up, on? What's going on in our chat right now? They're sending dicks. Whoa, what's going on? I don't know. Well, well what, a, what a way to start. I was I was kind of focused on uh, what's going on here. Uh, welcome. I'm sorry, Siobhan. Welcome. Welcome, Hi, Christian. Hi, Siobhan. Siobhan's on the bottom of the screen uh, if you're watching. Hi, Christian. Hey, Siobhan. How's it going? I believe, it's spot. Christian's fault. Christian invited us. What? What did I do? Well, why are you blaming Christian for chatting? Yeah, seriously. He said, what's up, everybody? And then everybody started posting either dicks or boobs. Okay, well, but that doesn't mean I invited it. Okay, yeah, we, we want to. The, but they're nice... running it in calculator terms. So, like, we want... you ever done that? Like, in a calculator? <laughs> yes, of course. I also had a childhood, but like, listen, okay, we're we're a family chat. Behave. Uh, I don't know where Brian's. Brian Where's your moderator? Coming. Yeah, I don't know. Brian and Brian and Jim will be here soon. Uh, regardless, that is our uh, what what an interesting. That's a funny start for the pod audience. I want to like pod audience like tweet us. What's it like when you guys are listening to the pod and uh, you know it's being streamed? So we kind of. <laughs> You know, you gotta get the both of both worlds. So kind of curious. So tweet us at MIA Heapy uh your experiences with that. I've always kind of wondered. Um, all right, y'all. So we have quite a few things to talk about today. The Heat finally got a, a a much needed road win for them. They beat the Raptors, who, you know, despite them not being as good as they were last year, you know, by all measures, they've been pretty okay. Like their point differential was not that bad going into last night's game. I think they were like less than minus, like they, they were like within they were almost neutral uh in terms of um Point differential, which is impressive considering they've lost so many games. Um, 
Uh, and see, Alf, I have Alf texting me that he needs a stream air code in the middle of me, me, uh, of me doing the show. I mean, come on, give me some peace, Alf. Alf's texting me. He's bothering me in chat. I'm a disaster already. Um, Christian, kind of want to go to you first. They play the Raptors. They play what is one of their better offensive games all year. Their offense kind of looked like itself in the second half. Um, what were things that you really liked? Um, I mean, I think one of the biggest things that probably isn't getting talked about enough just because everybody's obviously focusing on BAME as they should be, but Goron, after probably what, like a week or two where he was having a lot of really shaky games, he looked like himself again last night, especially when it comes to shooting from deep. Um, And that I think is always going to help carry Miami. Um, Obviously, you know, Goron being a huge operator in the pick and roll and really, you know, taking advantage of his craftiness and driving is a huge part of his game, but he needs to be spacing the floor for this team as well. So I think that was huge. Um, I think it's interesting. I, I, I don't know why I'm immediately jumping to talking about Mo, but I thought it was interesting that he didn't play after the game that he had a couple nights ago. Um, but so it's interesting. I feel like Spo's been very, very all over the place with his rotations. I mean, he did that last, not this past game, but the game before that too with KZ. He had like one of his best regular season games hitting four or five from three and he didn't give him any minutes. He didn't play He's, at all last game either, didn't he? Yeah, so it's two straight games. No. He's yeah. been DMP coach's decision. So, yeah. What they're doing a lot of is they're playing, they're starting Bam, they're starting Olenek, and then they're starting kind of a wing. And then they'll kind of, sub. they're they're, they're subbing Bam out and then they're putting Precious in. So then you have that Precious um, Olenek lineup. And then when Olenek goes to rest, Andre is coming in at the four, Mm -hmm. right? So their their power forward rotation is essentially Bam, Olenek, and Andre, right? So they've kind of done this thing where they've eliminated Really, other than Andre playing some spot minutes at the four, that's their that's their that's their rotation now, right? And and I that's kind of interesting because we all Javon, we've been saying on the show for a while that that was kind of KZ's spot, and uh, obviously they started Harkless there early, and they've just kind of settled on this. Yeah, I, I think I think that we're settling into some <clears throat> type of consistency this soon. I I, I do. Or the consistency that we maybe thought, the rotation that we maybe thought we would have seen um, a little bit further down the road with with Kelly starting next to Bam. Um, yeah, you're right. You know, we we I kind of thought, especially you know, he's been showing showing so many flashes. Um, I thought you know that's that four spot would be suited for KZ or Bam or however they choose to play those two there. Um, you know, not that we're calling for a ton more of those minutes, but, you know, Mo did play well or did better than, you know, he had the other day. So, you know, I guess we'll get into Spo's rotation soon, or I don't know if you want to start with that, but, it, yeah, you know, it's interesting. Like I, I don't, I don't really understand. I think maybe with KZ, it's just like getting him enough to, to keep him salivating and to keep him, I don't know, wanting, but it, it, it has to, break a confidence, you know, it has to break a little bit of a rhythm when we're already in a kind of rhythmless season. So, so I'm, I'm totally with you. And I think that at least, and like when Jimmy comes back, that's going to monkey wrench everything that they're doing. Right. Cause they've kind of settled this. And then now when you add Jimmy, you had another guy at the three, cause I think which clear that Harkless can't play the four. And I think if he plays the four, it's going to be very limited and yeah. against backup. 
think that they're kind of him. He's going to play the three. And then if they're not playing Olenek and Bam or Precious and Olenek, the four is going to be Jimmy or it's going to be Andre. And that's kind of going to be what they have going forward. But, you know, throwing Jimmy in there really kind of ruins their rhythm because I think offensively, especially last game, that was probably one of the better offensive games that they've had all season against Mm -hmm. a competent defensive team. I'm not going to say that the Raptors are world beaters this year like they were last year, but, you know, they're well coached and everything. Who were our starting guards last game? Was he uh, Gabe and and Goran? Gabe, Goran. Duncan. Duncan. Kelly, uh, Bam. Bam. Yeah. Uh, which honestly surprised me how like well Duncan held up defensively, and we'll we'll talk about that later. But yeah. like they've started, I think eight different starting lineups in these first twelve or thirteen games. Like it's it's not healthy for them. Uh, they have no kind of consistency, right? Like you start KZ's in one game, and then it's Harkless, and then it's and then it's two bigs again, and then it's Andre, and then now it's Duncan, right? So like I know that part of that's COVID. Um, but it's, you know, Christian, you, we were talking about this in the chat. It's really unlike Spolstra because he likes a set rotation. He's like, all right, I know that Goran's going to come off the bench because I like what he gives me coming off the bench. I like him against backups. I like that spark. And I don't care what happens around this. I want to depend on that. I'm very structured in that. And this season feels, I don't know if it's because of the COVID, but it's a complete departure. And he's just like, I'm going to try shit until I find something I like. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's clear that he's tinkering. Um, he has a lot of guys on this run that can theoretically contribute. I feel like the, we've seen basically everybody play this season except for Udonis. Um, so he's definitely been going into the bag to see, like, what he can come up with. You know, you have somebody like Gabe Minutes who – Gabe Minutes, Jesus – Gabe Vincent, (laughs) who he's now giving like a good amount of minutes to that we probably weren't expecting. Obviously, we have Jimmy and we have Avery Bradley out, you know, with with health and safety protocol. But, um, you know, you guys were talking earlier about how short of a leash KZ has. People have been joking about how I feel like Gabe has a really long leash, especially compared to KZ. He's shooting like 33 percent from the field, like 28 percent from three. Like he's he has five fouls every six minutes. Like I feel like Gabe, I feel like Gabe gives us a little bit something um, at the point card though that we kind of haven't really had, which is uh, maybe he's not the best defender, and I don't know what his numbers are, but I feel like he's maybe a more solid defensive presence. He's a little bigger, he's a little stockier, he's younger. I feel you know, so he's fighting over the screens, he's doing those types of things, and I think he knows that he's not a prolific scorer yet. So he gives us, you know, that other kind of edge defensively. As soon as no, and and you're absolutely right. Cause I was actually, I was actually going to go into the positives. And one of the positives is that he's holding opponents right now under 40% from the field, yeah. which at the guard position is a huge thing. So that totally checks out with what you were saying, Shabon. And, yeah. and also one of the things that stood out to me is right now he leads the heat in, in net rating. The heat are beating teams by, 5.8 points per 100 possessions when he's on the court, which is the best mark on the team. So even though he may be struggling in his offensive efficiency, he is clearly doing things on the court that are helping this team. He lost. He's also with a 109 defensive rating when he's on and then a 112 when he's off. So they're playing better defense with him on the floor. And part of that is he's playing with, you know, Bam a lot, especially because he started a few games and, uh, but that's still impressive, especially because they played the Sixers so shorthanded. And uh, Shabana, I, I got to be honest with you, I'd not even considered his defensive impact because, I mean, it's not great, but you're absolutely right. It's not Kendrick Nunn bad. 
it's not Kendrick Nunn bad, and it's it's so so it's not Kendrick Nunn bad, but it maybe isn't quite Avery Bradley good, but it's yeah. enough to keep us maybe afloat um, until you know we get Avery and, and Jimmy back, and you know if he can get more consistent with with that three, then that's that's even better. Like I mean, you know that he can shoot it, and yeah. and you know that he can get to the cup because yeah. like he has the ball skills and. We kind of went through his G League stats a couple shows ago, and like he he has that in his bag. Like yeah. it's harder against NBA players, uh, but I saw people tweeting like he's not an NBA player, and I was like, well, I, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I think he's probably he's obviously not a starter. I, I think that that's pretty clear, but I do think that down the line he can help them, especially with some depth once they get kind of some. I mean, if Tyler's healthy, you know, he's not starting for sure, yeah. and then you have a, a more consistent guard rotation where he's playing against backups instead of starters. Um. The defense is something that has been a little interesting because, you know, we expected them, at least I did, not to be very good. I thought they'd be a little better than they are, but at times it's looked, I don't I don't want to be mean, but it's looked like downright pathetic. Uh, you, that, that first game against the Pistons, that first, that first half in the second game against the Pistons was like inexcusable, playing really soft. Uh, sometimes when Bam would switch, it'd be like a really soft switch. Like Mm -hmm. they're not getting after it. Guys are getting beat off the dribble. Guys are dying on screens. Uh, there's just nothing, you know, like all those like little things that they were always really good at. Even when they would play zone, you know, the heat would play a lot of edge with their zone. There was a lot of movement, a lot of hands moving. And it's, it's really dialed back a bit, which is kind of weird because you would think that after all the talk about how it's a fluke or whatever, uh, they would have a, a little more edge and they have it. Uh, so I kind of want to get into the zone stuff. And Christian, I know that you have some stats because I know that their zone hasn't been particularly good this year. Uh, no, it hasn't. And maybe kill a little time while I actually find where I put that. Where yeah, put so that. Siobhan, they they flipped the zone. So last year they would play the bigs up top and then the guards on the back. And now they're doing the opposite. They're putting guards and wings up top and the bigs in the back, which I guess the idea behind it last season was, okay, well, we're going to make any kind of movement on the perimeter really hard on you because we're long, we have long arms, we're big, we're tall, we're strong. And then if you somehow make it past our intense movement in our zone, you know, you'll probably, you know, the, the backline helps not really going to be that strong. They've gone the other way. They've kind of helped the backline help by adding some size back there. But up in front, you have Tyler, you have Goron, you have Nunn, you have Mo Harkless. It's a little different. Yeah. And I, you know, this is just his team too. And I, maybe kind of want him to go back to how we were having it um, or how we had it last year. I uh, caught a possession last game where I guess Duncan was in the back line. And, yeah. and I don't know, I don't, I'll pay more attention to their zone rotations. I don't know if they are sending the, the back forward to the wing on the first pass or if they're sending like that top guard now, but it's, it's Duncan is a, is a much more improved defender, but it's still, I think a lot, asking him I saw him go from the that back third in the corner like challenging up the wing and then coming back to to guard the person in the corner um and I feel like we've always kind of done stuff like that like the the person on ball will also take the first pass um and it's, it's yeah. kind of asking a lot especially if we're doing it with our smaller guys up front now and it's a it's a tough ask for them well uh, they, I think the that- reason why they did it backwards last year is because they were trying to prevent like the middle pass or the entry pass towards the yeah. middle of the, the floor and obviously with like Tarek Jones Jr. who had a big yep. wingspan you know you're able to kind of 
sort of deflect or, or at least get a hand on some of those passes and make it harder on the on the offense to get those those passes inside. And that kind of helped in the Celtics series. That's that's part of the reason why they won that series because their zone, um, even though there was a couple of games where it seemed like Brad Stevens was kind of figuring it out, it at least helped them win at least two of those games in that series. See, we don't have that length up front now, so that that um, you got free throw line. You can do it. He's got. He a can. Yeah. Span. You. So now they put that like that that high person at like the high post free throw line area. They're just quick passing it. We are back forward trying to sprint up there, and then the wing is touch passing it to the corner. And I think and, Precious could do good in the zone yeah. too. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I feel like we'll see it eventually. Maybe when Jimmy's back, we'll probably start doing some more of the stuff that they did last year because. Even some of the switching's been different. I feel like this year, mm-hmm. the switching I haven't I haven't liked the switching as much as I, as I've liked in the past because like they have been so aggressive on switches and and Nikias brought this up on the Dunker Spot podcast, this new podcast which you should absolutely check out. Number number I think Jones. eighty or seventy on uh, on the, all of like sports podcasts at the moment. Oh, that's movement. It was like one ninety eight yeah. two days ago. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's great. Oh um, my god, what's this? Yeah, we're, I don't know. Jack Jack Alfonso kind of crashed the podcast. Jack, what do you got? Why? Are oh, you I here? What? I just saw the link in the chat. I'm at the airport right now. What's up? <laughs> oh, are you back in America? <laughs> yeah, I'm in Miami right now. Oh, excellent! You Is that why you were in a mask walking through the airport? I want all of your Rona. Yeah, uh, well, Jack, I'm leaving Miami. So, Oh. I want to. We're we're talking about the Heat zone right now, and 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 kind of Brian made the good point that kind of losing Derek is a big factor in why it's not as successful this year, and you know that that also compounds when you lost Jay and Jimmy's out for so long, and and you're playing your guards up front, so it's been it's been kind of funky. They haven't gotten the stops. I thought yesterday it was pretty effective, um, but the Raptors also missed a ton of shots. You know, Kyle was 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 not very good, and honestly, like say it again, the rap Kyle was not very good. Shot. <laughs> <laughs> but he did i mean he had 10 10 assists and seven rebounds and he he did all he could but like it, it's it's tough like when you, when he has a bad shooting night i mean their offense isn't very good their offense like legitimately struggles a lot at their offense is not good i've i've shied away from that their offense sucks their offense was not good last year and it's like not good this year uh um, they have to do like you watch them play possessions and there's a lot of work being done to get a good shot like it's a lot of Kyle and Fred over dribbling. It's a lot of Pascal spinny, spinny things, right? It's it's not easy. Like when the Heat play offense, you know, you're running. I, there was that clip floating around where kind of Duncan's, it's like almost like pistol, but it's not really. And Duncan's kind of standing in the corner and then he's sprinting and then Andre's screening for him. And then OG kind of hop, jumps that pass and switches. And then I forgot who Duncan's man was. Duncan's man stayed with him. And then Andre kind of slipped to the basket. Uh, which just creates, you know, a wide open dunk for Andre. And like, that's the kind of stuff that he do. It's a lot of off ball screening, a lot of movement, um, you know, and then that's all happening off ball because on the, on the strong side of the ball, on, on the, on the right side, Goran and, and Precious are running two man game. So like, Jack, you're that, kind of, I'm sorry, G, is that what Jack was talking about in the, in the chat earlier? Yes. Like Jack, the, Jack was that wing, oh yeah, I was saying from the wing that, to pin down to the post. Yes. That's exactly what, what I was saying. Um, he was making I can't remember because... what I was saying, but that's what it was. Well, to give to give to give context to Chad and our listeners, so I, I had tweeted that play and I said, well, in the finals, you know, instead of Andre screening, it was Jimmy, which creates a lot of issues because you can't you're not gonna double Duncan when Jimmy's there, right? So you kind of have to play that one on one. 
And when you play that one-on-one, you know, you give Jimmy a one-on-one. I mean, you you expect him to beat you. And if you give Duncan a one-on-one, especially with the screen, you know, chances are he's going to get a good shot or he's going to he's going to draw help. So either way, you're you're winning. Um, and, and that's like been a really successful thing for them. And Jack was totally making fun of me because I pointed that out. Jack always makes fun of me uh, when when he has to. Uh, Siobhan, I know you got to duck out. Thanks I'll be for, right thanks back. For coming. I'll be okay, right back. She'll be she'll be right back. Okay. Uh, we have a lot of moving parts here uh, on this heap. By the way, I found, I found those zone defense stats. Um, yes, please. They basically bear out what you guys were discussing. Um, if you go back, back to last season, the Heat were running a zone defense on, what was it? It was, where did I this year? It was, last season, they were running at about 12%, uh, 12% of their defensive possessions, and they were holding teams to 43% from the field a 0.95 points per play, which is, which is really good. They were, they were a top third team in the league in zone defense, but they kept using it in the playoffs. They actually increased to like to 13% of their defense. You know, as we saw, we, they were using it a lot in the Celtics series, some successfully, some not, but they were, they were giving up 46% from the field last playoffs on one point per play. And now this year it's completely fallen off the rails. They're bottom third team. Using five percent of the time, so they've actually lowered their usage of the zone defense. But their teams are scoring fifty-one percent, sixty-six percent effective field goal percentage. That tells you that teams are making a lot of threes against Miami while they're playing the zone. One point one four points per possession. That's not good, and that is why that's part of the reason why their defense has not been good this season. Yeah, chat's chat's kind of agreeing with Brian's point on the zone that KZ should just step into that Derek role, that DJJ role. Uh, and Jared CJ says that. Of course, oh, no, I'm sorry. Right. Curtis, Curtis's hero said that. Um, Shades Fitty is saying, "Did I miss awesome Christian stats? You sure did." Uh, what is Dogecoin? Why Dogecoin. are people telling you Dogecoin? You're not about that? Dogecoin. It's the future, bro. Invest, buy, buy it. Do you own some? I don't know. I just I think it's funny. Oh, okay. I was no, like, wait, it, don't buy, it, legit, don't buy like a lot a, of it. Do not, this is not, I am not doing that barstool shit where they give you like investment advice that clearly doesn't make any sense. Do not listen to what I'm saying. Don't, don't, buy don't invest Dogecoin. in cryptocurrency unless it's Bitcoin. And even then invest. I mean, like, don't listen to, don't listen to Brian's investment. Anything that has increased so much in value so recently. Like I get it. It could keep going up, but you are risking your fucking ass buying that <laughs> shit right now. I heard that nobody knows who invented Bitcoin. That true? I still know what Bitcoin is. Uh, I I can't imagine that's true. Just how the technology works. Like who on the heat is most likely to own cryptocurrency? Oh, uh, Andre. I was going to go just, yeah. just being Andre. a sarcastic Andre. bastard. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm, I'm I'm so glad Jack's back. Jack, uh, want to get you in on this very important basketball conversation? Dogecoin. Who on the heat is most likely to own cryptocurrency? Oh, um. Let me think. Let's run him down. Andre Iguodala is a good sleeper pick. Hey, first one, sleeper. Yeah. He's the we're number all, one pick. Yeah. We're, all, we're, we're all in on Andre. Myers Leonard probably owns some, because what else is he doing? His dad right? gave him, his dad His dad bought him the initial Bitcoin investment. No, I think Myers listen, listens to a lot of Rogan. Um, mm. and yeah, but he, he's probably heavily invested in Lockheed Martin or something like that. Tesla, for sure. I think uh, chat, like give, a, give some nominations. Chat, give some nominations as to who on the Heat is most likely to own Bitcoin. Uh, I think Andre is a good one. Andre is a good one. It's I think gotta it's be Andre someone who has Myers. money on the team 
who has money in a team that's willing to like? Just I mean, honestly, I bet they all do. Yeah. Like when you have that <laughs> no, much money, just, man, diversify your portfolio. Get no, a little I'm bit of everything. You, like you no know way, I mean? Goran. No way, Goran needs Bitcoin. Just no way. No way that Goran on any cryptocurrency. Goran's a family man. Goran's not investing in stocks. Goran just wants to play basketball and go home with his family. I don't think I, I think Goran's out on cryptocurrency. Chat's saying Jimmy. Apparently, I'm saying Jimmy. Apparently, Tyler Hero has a sponsorship with a crypto platform called CoinDesk. Wow, Tyler is big he's, on that crypto. He's gonna make it big, and then he's just gonna retire. He's like, I already made. That makes sense though. That that tracks. Uh, he's done voiceover chops apparently, so it's not even like that big. So Duncan yeah, but they probably is gave him some. Yeah, some people are saying that Dragic doesn't even know what cryptocurrency is. It's so it's so Dragic is all about basketball and family. There's no in between. Soccer. That's it. That's all Dragic knows. Um, There's a Forbes story about cryptocurrency. I see Andre's name on here. Of course, of course. Yep, Andre Iguodala for sure. Definitely has invested in cryptocurrency. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie is also another player, which everybody knows because he tried to get his contract converted to cryptocurrency. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, Garrett Temple, the Brooklyn Nets, if he's still there. I don't know if he's still there anymore. And Aaron Gordon of Orlando Magic. Wait a minute, Jack. You play the guitar? JaVale McGee. That's a sleep. What? That's a, that's shocking. JaVale that's McGee? Stunning. Yeah, That's yeah, not JaVale that McGee shocking. Is, yeah, Here's what you're thinking. You're thinking that JaVale McGee is not that smart. And Bitcoin's for smart people, but that's where you're wrong. Bitcoin is for the opposite of smart people. <laughs> that's true. Okay. You know what, Jack? That's so fucking true. You're so Oh, right. Chad has a good nomination. What? Max Struess. Oh, Max Struess. His dad gave him that, the initial Bitcoin. You're just saying uh, that. Investment. Do you know anything about Max Struess? I, I know zero things no just by the look just by the look of i I, I was gonna say like if anybody was getting into some shady bitcoin related affairs it would be max struce i've been watching a lot of ncis lately and i feel like he would definitely be the like the you know cyber currency hacker that they arrest which ncis are you watching the 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 original original? i can't waste my time with the others yeah yeah yeah. are you like watching new are you watching yeah no jethro gibbs or nothing are you watching new episodes are you watching you watching old ones. I like Ziva. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's really hard. I actually just got me and Leslie have been just going through the whole damn thing, which is like 16 seasons. We just got to the point where Tony left the show. Wow. Anthony Dinozo. Yeah. So yeah. the very oh, wait, special age. Wait, gee, I thought we, you didn't watch cable television. Oh, man. But back in the day, back in like the mid 2000s, we were an NCIS household. We were watching 24 NCIS every CSI. Yeah, that oh, was man. Dr. House. I loved I loved house. Didn't you watch like, your mother? I, I didn't appreciate how toxic twenty four was when I was young, but that shit was. Oh, the it's best. my problem. It's my problematic fave. But oh, I it's I'll, so I'll, problematic, but it's so. Oh good. my god, Jack Bauer killed so many Russian people. <laughs> <laughs> just the justification of using force whenever they want. Yeah, Jack Jack Bauer's incredible. like I I will. So- there was one scene in 24 where Jack had to interrogate a guy like on the fly, and he used a cigar cutter to cut the guy's <laughs> finger. Yeah. You remember? And I I remember a Mission Impossible villain did that for the love of God. I don't know. I don't know if I was in high school or middle school, but like the preview for the next episode had, you know, Jack like, oh, we're going to do this my way. And he's holding up the thing and he kind of goes like, you know, he he like does the the action. And I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. I'm ready. The kind of stuff we could do on stream. See the 38 people on the chat that are, are really watching us break down 24 like 
15 years later. It's true. We should save this for stream beat. Yeah, we should save this for, for stream beat. Um, I want to talk some about What the Duncan. fuck is that, Jack? That's Nikias on Mewtwo. What do you mean? What is that? It's, it's, it's pretty very, clear, it's very what, clear it what that is. It's, I think it's explanatory. Yeah, there's, there's nothing. There's, there's no question what that is. It's Nikias' head on Mewtwo's body. I hope body. TSA doesn't let you through. I mean, they already did. I'm I'm past security. <laughs> I mean, listen, that ship has that ship has sailed. Um, let's let's talk about Duncan real quick because Duncan's play has been absolutely the bright spot of this season, and I think that in a year where Olynyk having a down shooting year, where Tyler's having a down shooting year, uh, where we're just there, none is having a down shooting year. And I remember, at, at some point last season, they had five guys shooting fifty percent from three or forty percent from three. Uh, that is not the case this year. They have a couple guys shooting under 20% from three, uh, under 30% from three, rather, uh, in, you know, Mo and Jimmy and and uh, Tyler and um, Mo Harkless and, and a few guys. So, like, I, I think Olenek might be getting down there, too. I mean, he's been really struggling lately. So their offense, I think, will be fine eventually. I think their guys are that are good shooters will start hitting. I think Olenek's a good shooter. He's going to hit shots. A lot of them, Christian, as you see, are fucking wide open threes. He's stepping in rhythm. They're not bad shots. Oh, Olenek's never taking a shot that you're just like from three that you're like, what are you doing, dude? It's always like pretty in the offense. Um, Tyler, same thing. I, I, Tyler's not taking a lot of shots that I think are bad. No, the, um, the guy who that had been happening to a bunch lately where it was, it was actually really good to see him have a strong night last night was Kendrick Nunn. I mean, yeah. he has been getting left open for months now. And he just keeps front ironing all of these three pointers. Like it's in rhythm. There's nothing off about his truck. He's just off. So it was, it's been really good to see him kind of get back to that form he showed in the early, in the beginning stages of last season, where he's, you know, showing a jumper that he's, you know, that he can rely on, that he looks confident in. Like that turns him into a totally different player. Duncan, so have you guys to- talked about none yet? Not really. Yeah, we, yeah. I want to say, I want to say my piece about none. I got okay, go. a, I got a mention from some locked on Heat fan who was like, "Oh, you said Kendrick Nunn's not going to be in the league in two years," which is from a podcast I had with David Ramil <laughs> about Kendrick Nunn, and I didn't say that. That was David Ramil. <laughs> he threw me under the bus. This is some BS, and I'm Yo, never David- going back on locked on. He's an enemy of Heat beat now. Yeah, no, David's a de- David Ramil enemy of the state. We're declaring Wait, it now. You have credentials and not us. Because David, David writes for Forbes and David's professional. And, you know, we're this, we're this wild rampant thing that's asking which players don't have Bitcoin, Brian. You think David would ever have a show on his podcast where, uh, where he says what players would have Bitcoin? Honestly, that's better content than whatever they're producing. Whoa! Damn, Brian, okay, hold on was, now. That was kind of Whoa, hard, whoa, man. whoa. I, we're having fun. <laughs> David's our friend. What too. The, I feel what like the, you mean that. Jesus. What the fuck was that? I mean, David Bramil's my friend. It was a good joke. podcast. That was a joke. I love Locked On Heat. Go check out Locked On Heat. Give that shit five stars. Kidding. It's the only other heat. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Podcast worth listening to. Unless Miami <laughs> Heat UK is in the chat, then that one is also good. What about Vice City? I think um, they took yeah, a two-week sabbatical. Yeah, they did. Or one of those two podcasts took a, a two-week sabbatical because they got COVID. Which is funny because I feel like every Heat podcast has said COVID, not but, funny. but uh, but locked on. Yeah, because locked on is just Vermil. Yeah, he's the and only every, one abiding by self-isolation. Yeah, we're all at um, pool parties. We're at the we're weekly pool. Heat Beat pool party. Yeah, it's pretty. Lit. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball player strikes out when the bases are loaded. The best golfers sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. And the whole process is discreet and straightforward. Get Getting started is simple. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete the online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 to get $15 off your first month. Look, that's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Get to roman.com slash heatbeat21. Go get started to save $15 on your first month of treatment. They're really fun, though. Going going back to Dunk, because I do want to get, I want to touch on none at the end, but kind of I want to get to my Duncan points that, you know, he's been great. He's been shooting over 40%. 45% from three. He's been outstanding on volume. No, 46, I like. He's actually shooting better than he did last year. I mean, he is their offense. Uh, he has been absolutely incredible, and I thought yesterday was a was kind of um, a bit of an indictment on that. I mean, like, and by the way, the offensive numbers have really shown that lately. The Heat offense is one twelve when he's on, and one hundred four when he's off. I mean, their offense just dives off a cliff when he's out of the game. The defense remains good when he's on the court, which is kind of in tune with what we're doing. They're plus two net rating when he's on, and they're minus eleven when he's off. So in those 200 minutes that he's not playing, they're getting clobbered and they're winning the 500, the 400 minutes that he's there. He's been very good for them. And yesterday, the Raptors decided that they were going to double team Duncan Robinson off every catch, off that handoff. And you saw in the second half, he didn't do anything, uh, which opened up Kendrick's nun game. Kendrick was able to do a lot of things because they were sending two at, at Duncan every single time. And you saw that, Christian, also in the Philly game. In the Philly game, when Duncan was torching them, Philly's like, okay, well, you know, whatever big is on that handoff. But if, this is such bad pod content. Uh, when, whenever, whatever big is coming off that handoff, 
Uh, they're oh, stepping wait, up. This isn't a pregame show. No, this is oh, not. We're God. doing a pod. Uh, yeah, there's no games tonight, Jack. There's no game today, Jack. You cover okay. the heat. My bad. Yeah, uh, I'll log okay. off. <laughs> it's. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about how good Duncan is. No, keep going because he's been really good, and I'm ready. To, I'm ready to follow you up. Keep going. No, that 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 that's amazing. That like you know he's drawing Joel Embiid's attention, and and, and they were putting uh, Shake Milton, who's been a very good defender, by the way. I mean, I saw a piece floating around. I wish I could credit it about his defensive effort this year. It's been absolutely great. I mean, like he's just drawing. Chris Middleton was guarding him. And like he's drawing like one like some of the times the best perimeter defenders on the other team because you need someone who's good at screen avoiding and that's really fit. And that's a, dude, that's a testament to a dude that's undrafted. And I know we bang this drum all the time, but in a season where their offenses look like total shit, nobody's hitting nobody's hitting shots. Their best player hasn't played. Everyone looks a little off. And even when Bam's playing well, we have a lack of aggression. The fucking guy that came to play every night is Duncan Robinson, and he's he's awesome. And he opened that game for Kendrick Nunn a ton because if if he's not getting doubled off those handoffs, you know, it makes it a lot harder for Nunn who really got back to his pull-up game, which is his bread and butter. And once that pull-up drops, the entire floor opens because you can't drop against him and he's too quick and he'll beat you one-on-one. So, I mean, Duncan's been MVP of the team. Yeah, Duncan's going to get know. paid and then he deserves it. Oh, no, deserves it. Shout out Absolutely. to his new podcast I listen to. It's pretty good. Long shot. Long shot. So shout out to Duncan. We're welcoming in Siobhan back in. Out comes Jack. In comes Siobhan. I feel like we're an athletic podcast. You know, we have a lot of the athletic has a lot of moving parts. I've never realized how hard that is. Uh, Siobhan, welcome back. We're talking about Duncan. Uh, kind of how good he's been. Like I, I was mentioning right before you got on, you know, every time he was coming off a handoff yesterday, he was getting doubled, which really opened the floor for Kendrick. Right. Because like now Kendrick is playing, you know, one on, uh, you know, two on three or whatever. And it's it's really beneficial to him. So, like, man, shout out to Duncan. His play has been absolutely outrageous. Yeah, no, I mean, I I feel like the thing that everyone's been focusing on this season, as they should be, is that he has made substantial improvements on the defensive end as a team bender. And that's obviously paying big dividends for the Heat while he's on the court. But I just need to, like, obviously, I get Duncan's not that young. He's really, he's already technically in his prime but this season so far, he's improving in literally every single category. It's marginal, but like improvement. His points are up. His minutes are up. His field goal attempts are up. His field goal percentage is up. Three-point attempts are up. Three-point percentage is up. <laughs> field goal free throw attempts are up. Rebound up. Assists up. Steals up. Blocks up. Like literally, it's marginal, but he's improving everywhere. He's he's taking more shots off the dribble in the mid-range area, which is something that he would not do before. His Fouls are down compared to last season, which is huge, again, on the defensive side of the ball because fouling was a huge problem that he had. So, like, I I feel like we cannot undervalue Duncan just because he was undrafted. And I think some people inherently undervalue him, especially compared to Tyler Hero. But he is the kind of guy that you need if you want to compete for a championship, especially if you have other stars. Christian, he's, he's averaging 15 points a game. Like, that's crazy. He's just a guy that's running off screens and shooting. It's not just that he's scoring 15 points a game. It's that he's doing it on less than 10 field goal attempts a game. It's the efficiency of it. It's that it it allows you, he doesn't consume a ton of possessions and get other guys out of rhythm, but he just gives you pure value. Like, that is, you have to be very, like, the Heat better think long and hard before they make a decision on him because he is the exact kind of guy you need to build 
a champ, like a perennial championship team around. Would you not around, but like he's like that third, fourth guy that you need. You know what I mean? Would you cheer for Bradley Beal? Oh, I mean, that's yes. the thing. I don't think I, I mean would. Yes. you could no, probably yeah, you get somebody else who can give you eighty percent of what Duncan does. I get that, Wayne, Wayne Ellington. But I mean, obviously, it'd be tough. a package it's, with it's Duncan. Really it wouldn't just be. I mean, if it was straight up, yeah, I would do it. But it would be a package of Duncan, Hero, probably Precious, and, and picks. I don't know it's if I would like, try to include all that. That's the. I feel so much better about doing that if he was clearly plateauing, or we clearly saw the best of him. But like right now. Right now, I don't feel comfortable saying that. Like, Savan's nodding her head. What you got? So, I agree. I'm not comfortable saying that because I don't know that he's hit a plateau yet. I do think he's still ascending. There's still um, so much that he can fill out um, with his game. <clears throat> My only issue with him is, is is what will he command contractually? Right? If if oh, he's worth whatever Joe Harris got, which is like eighteen. No, to you're, you're looking at. Like looking minimum, I would say around 18, 20 million. Like for, so, I feel like for sure 20 million. So then, so then maybe I know Brad is, you know, our guy of choice, but maybe you, you're saying that you maybe can find someone that'll give you um, 80% of, of what a Duncan will give you, right? And is 80% of what a Duncan will give you enough because it's all of the intangibles of Duncan that make you know, him, what it is, the, the footwork, the conditioning to be able to get those shots consistently, you know, running these guys all over the place and that shot release. I think if you, I think we may not, or there's a chance that in the 20% that you lose from getting an 80% Duncan that, you know, that, that might make a difference. Um, So maybe I don't, I like Brad, but maybe I don't go all in all of those chips for Brad, maybe I'm more comfortable with getting something, with getting like an 80% of what a Brad can give you and keeping all of what makes Duncan Duncan. So maybe for me, you know, the, the move and the look is um, at a couple guys out in Texas. Well, you got to look at the makeup of the team, kind of to Siobhan's point yeah. here. Like you have Jimmy, you have, are you pretty sure that Jimmy, Gore, and Bam are staying? I think regardless, I think those guys are just yeah. generally not going to be part of any trade package because why in reality would it, would a team want Goron, especially if they're trading? A, no, a star, and you're, right? you're really going to risk trading Goron with how much Jimmy loves him. I feel like there's no chance. Yeah. So let's look at the makeup of the team. So if you add Brad to Goron, Jimmy and Bam, that's a, that's a nice fit there at the two guard with Jimmy at the three. Right. And then, you know, because if you ha- if you keep Duncan in that deal, now you're kind of playing guys out of position where you're moving Jimmy up a spot. You're moving Brad up a spot to play Duncan. Right. Or you're kind of keeping them all there together. And that's where I'm a little more with Harden. It was different because with Harden, you know, him and Duncan don't have a re- not not just a redundant skill set, but like kind of, you know, defensive liabilities. Not, I don't want to call Duncan a defensive liabilities, but with Harden, it was different because he's a guy that can play off Harden a lot better than he would play off of Brad. Not that he wouldn't play off of Brad. Great. But the fit is so good with Brad because you just have Goran, Brad, Jimmy, Bam. And really that four spot is the only question mark, which I'm sure that at that point in the buyout market, you're going to be able to fill that pretty easily. Yeah. So, I mean, in the buyout market or going into next off season, I mean, you've got a perennial contender when you've got all those four guys in the row. Well, you know, while Goron is still 
who he is, you know, like that's, that's a team that is going to attract guys, you know, veterans who just want to win a championship guys that are willing to take like much less than they normally would. And I think that in terms of value is where you get that 80%. And that's why I'm going to understand if they do trade Duncan for Beal, because you can build from there. And remember his contract situation. So like the good thing about Tyler right now is that Tyler's cheap. He's on Mm -hmm. a rookie deal. It's not, it's not expensive. He's inexpensive. And I know, Brian, you know a lot more about the cap machinations than I do. But, you know, Tyler's cheap. Duncan's about to get pricey. And they have Bam yeah. and I mean, the, Jimmy. The thing is, with Duncan's contract, they're in such a good position where they can go over to cap to retain him because of his bird rights. And that's that's the beauty of it. Like, you can go and get a Bradley Beal and still keep a Duncan Robinson at $20 million. And then, Really, the only thing it's hurting is you're going to be paying the luxury tax, but that's not our money. That's that's Mickey Harrison's money. And if he feels like that's a contender, which it should be, you should pony up and pay that luxury tax to keep that group together. So uh, Curtis is here in the chat. So something that I really agree with, you can't play Hero, Duncan, and Dragic together at the end of games, which is why the future of this team is choosing between Hero and Duncan or replacing them with an Oladipo or a Beal or someone who can score and defend. Absolutely. And yeah. that is that's a great point because their their guards are not good yep. enough defensively to survive. Yep. Closing lineup defense is important. Um, and you, that whoever Curtis is, you know, is right. You, we, that is a lot of liability um, on the floor. And I like the Vic and the PJ move because you have two vets who kind of know how to close and who still give you that um, – dynamic you know uh ability in a in a vic <clears throat> and all the thing that um, we can maybe prognosticate that a pj can give you that's one and, and the two-way guys is just is just huge because i mean Shabon, Shabon, how long has it been since they have like they always play with one way guys since the big three era like ever since then and even then yeah. they were playing with some one-way guys yeah uh they haven't really i mean i think last year in the finals was even then because you're playing tyler and gorn at the end of games yep uh, you know, and by the way, you know, Siobhan, I, 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 I don't want to embarrass you, but like, can you give your bona fides? Because I think if anybody understands how difficult it is, you know, to do all this on a basketball court, it's you. You've played at, do I have this right, the collegiate and the professional level? Yep. High school, college, pro. Look, look at them jerseys in the back stream. Look at that. Her accolades. <laughs> so, I mean, as Alf said on Hangover Time yesterday, you know, we all just talk shit and Siobhan and Tiff, by the way, because Tiff was recruited by Pat Summit. Shout out uh, Tiff. Tiffany Meeks. Yeah, shout out to Tiff. Uh, they know what the fuck they're talking about. And we're gas bagging, reading off spreadsheets and reading. Hey, we came away. in fourth place at the media tournament. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> as next time they have it, I'm coming. I will come to Let's Florida. Siobhan, we- please save us. We need, <laughs> we, we, we need a bucket getter. It was bad. Univision kicked our ass. We can't. We can't lose. We can't they lose. They didn't like just that kick her ass. They kicked freaking Sol- Solana's ass. He got <laughs> oh yeah, they, they just, cut in yeah. his eye. Yeah, they 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 smoked poor Solana and and the radio team. Did we, uh, did yeah, we, we lose to WPLG though? I think so. Yeah, no, we we lost to Univision. We, lost, sure we, we, lost we, Univision. we won our first two games and we and we lost two straight. Uh, it's, yeah, it was, double and, and it was right. because yeah, you we went cold, twice. Christian. Yeah, it really was. God damn it. I mean, you, 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 Kelly Olenek that up. Kelly, oh, Kelly you look good in the good. beginning. I was like one of eight. Ugh, that was frustrating. <laughs> Jack is saying in If it wasn't for me, we would have lost our first game. So. Look at Brian. He did. Brian had like a little step back three that I just did not know he had in him. He looked so cool doing it. 
I've never seen Brian look cool in my life. That was probably the best shot I've ever made in my life because that was on the vice court and it was a game winner. Yeah, it was. It was pretty badass. We're such nerds. We're I don't even know who we were our, playing. Our... We didn't play anyone that great. So we play. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> we're bragging about our beauty. I remember there's an anchor on Channel Ten that's like just really good. And that's why I need Sirvan to play for our team so she can lock her up. Okay. Oh yeah, she she kicked our ass. Nicole, yeah, Nicole, no, Nicole Perez. She was really good out there. Like, yo, Savant, she hit me with the dream shake. It was bad. I almost fell over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh no. Not my best. Riding your base, get your stance right. Can we really get Brianna Weber on our team? Hold on. I don't know if he'll be on the team. I don't know if I'm not allowed. Brian's trying to find fucking ringers. All right. Let's, uh, trying to find That's my I boy, just, but I don't I know if I can. The title. I don't know if I can get him to commit. I'll talk well, about Brian's it. Brian's trying to when buy Tiffany a Tiffany Hermo Harkless jersey. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, kind of, kind of to close us out because we're running a little bit on time. We haven't mentioned Kendrick Nunn, and we should because he was absolutely fantastic. He's in his bag. He was hitting the pull up. Tiff, uh, Siobhan, did you see that pass that he hit? Which one? The one he, he hit Duncan in the corner. Was it Duncan or Struess or somebody? Oh, it's K. I don't know. He hit somebody in the corner. He kind of got a dude on a fake, took one dribble, and then passed to the left. I did. But it's it's just nice seeing him him, him play well, you know, get some confidence back um in him. Um, you know, I'm happy for him. I've I am a Kendrick Nunn fan. Shout out to Nikai's. Um one like I want good things for that guy. Um or Shout out to, to Maddox, my bad. I want I want good things for for Kendrick. Um and yeah, if he can, you know, kind of return to form a little bit, does does that change the does that change the the nature of the conversations that we're having? Um, it changes our calculus completely. Does it though? Or 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 see, I think we get like lulled into like we'll uh Yo, if we can get we'll more scoring, a, that helps. We'll be locked in on a maybe a potential trade idea, and then guys will have like three or four good games and then we'll stand packed like okay so maybe we can you know make this work and then miss the opportunity for the trade and then guys go back to, to play well, I think the so. perfect situation is a none return sort of to the form of yes scene yeah and we can move him in here and we can keep Duncan yeah <laughs> Brian's like create that trade value Duncan <laughs> Brian is like give me what I want <laughs> I'm not mad at keep playing well Kendrick. Yeah, for, I, do well. I, I, I really do want him to play well because one, it's contrary. Like he, this is probably the best time he's ever going to make money in his career, so he needs yeah. to play well, or else I don't know what's really in the future for him. Yeah. And then two, it's just like we we need the scoring, and we haven't really had good point guard play much of all this year besides Goron. So having a second guard that can sort of score, and and if he can play off the bench, I don't think he needs to start. If he can play off the bench and and give you, you know, those ten to fifteen points a game. That's but crucial. then does that mean you go back to starting Gorn? Are we start, are we committing to starting Gorn? Because I don't think that's uh, a good turn, uh, you know, I, a good deal. I would, I would start Avery just for the defense. Yes, yes. So Goron and Kendrick Nunn, because that's, that's also something that I've monitored a lot of over the years, especially last year. Um, they together are a minus this year. They're like minus two per 100. Uh, and last year they were about a little bit worse. So something that... You know, two guards that aren't great at defense. And also, like, you know, you kind of you expect Tyler to be the starter at some point. Uh, but if if Kendrick is gonna contribute to them in a positive way, especially as a just as a bare minimum spot up shooter and a guy that can kind of go at the drop a little bit, you know, it really ceiling raises for them because they, 
you know, there are times that they just look very, very, very dry when they try to score. It, they labor uh, Christian. They look like they can't get any quality looks if it's Bam or, or if it's Duncan or Famine or Bam or Famine. And, you know, having another guy like that that can get a shot. Because, you know, Goran's numbers have looked good, but there are times like, I mean, Goran also has a foot injury right now. And I think kind of to Siobhan's point, you kind of want to save him. So if if Kendrick can give you, you know, 12 to, to 15 a game, that's really going to help them. No, absolutely. And I think that makes it a lot more palatable to have him perform. Um, you know, I don't think he's ever going to be, you know, a plus defender, really. He's just, he's not good navigating screens and he just hasn't made a lot of, a lot of improvement in there. But if he is clicking offensively, he can be a valuable player, especially in terms of right providing that rest that guys like Goron need, you know, and they really should be playing as little as possible and just saving themselves for the playoffs. I mean, really, in reality, he's taking Gabe Vincent's minutes. Right, right. I mean, it's also obviously it's great that you have two guys that right now clearly feel like they're competing against each other because I feel like that always, you know kind of instigates better play, you know, knowing that you could lose your minutes to, to mm-hmm. this guy, you know, and when the roles aren't that defined, that is, I guess, uh, and like a plus to kind of tinkering with things is that inherent competition. Who's taking so Gabe's not- minutes right now? Kendrick? Yes. Gabe is taking Kendrick's minutes. Kendrick can't. <laughs> can't I mean, take- I, I, I think Gabe probably should be back in touch, but that's me. so. <laughs> surprisingly Kendrick Dunn is shooting 50% from the floor this year but honestly uh, I don't really like what's the guard rotation when Jimmy and and here are back because then then actually really one of them needs to be on the bench because even Avery would be coming back that's three guards I don't know how you split that up that's so they're, they're worse when Kendrick's on the floor and those numbers still hold true now before I threw it, it into a like, poll so if you guys want to contribute who, who would you rather have Gabe or Kendrick keep going Gianni uh, I, I'd, I'd probably rather have Kendrick um, I, I guess I'd rather have Gabe. I, I'm I'm kind of done with Kendrick. I'd rather have in Gabe. General. I'd rather have uh, Gabe. I mean, I think I'd rather have Kendrick. I mean, they're out, they're still outscored with Kendrick, right? And when Kendrick's off the floor, I mean, when Kendrick's on, I'm just looking bad. at Kendrick's last two games. If he could keep it up, um, I mean, if he's going back to what he was before, like same with Mo, like if Mo goes reverts back to how he started off the season, like I mean, he just has the Pistons, and yeah, both of them should be on the bench. But I'm assuming that they'll kind of keep up their production now. Kendrick played the two because I, I, like I, I feel like I want Tyler near a Goran Dragic lineup all the time. I want Tyler off the ball. And so maybe that puts Kendrick in the starting two, Avery starting point, Jimmy three, what have you with the four and, and Bam at the five. Um, well, but then I'm forgetting Duncan. So, yeah, you're right. When when those guys come back, you know, we're kind of in this weird log jam of guards that we tend to find ourselves See, that's in. That's why we got traded for Bradley. Year. We don't have this issue. Siobhan, like they have some consolidation issues. Yeah. Um like like and that's kind of it's been, been like MO. this for three years straight though. Yes. It's always with the guards. Yeah. And you you know there's two different conversations to be had because what you're talking about is a regular season rotation. Because in the playoffs right. it's gonna be Goron and Tyler Right, like it, bearing a trade, you know, those guys are probably going to start, and then Duncan, Jimmy, bam, right? Like that's what you imagine, yeah. unless they get a four. So it, it's tough because their guard rotation is also dependent on who they're playing at the four. Because if they actually, if they get a guy like PJ, 
you're starting PJ. So it's right. Bam, PJ, Jimmy. And now that leaves two guards in the playoffs, which if you assume one of them is Goron, now you're picking between Duncan or Tyler, right? So then that's going to also change the math on how you look at the season. And then off the bench, you know, you're going to have your first point guard off the bench, which could be Bradley, could be none. Uh, and then this, whichever, I guess the second one is whoever doesn't start, right? It's going to be Duncan or Tyler, whichever one doesn't start. So it's, if they do make a trade, they're going to probably going to need some consolidation or probably none goes in a trade. I think that I'm pretty sure the organization knows what we know. They, they see the, they, they, they're not dumb. You know, I think they see the writing on the wall. And I think even last year when Kendrick was playing well, we were kind of, there were some glaring issues with this game that I, I still don't think are addressed. I think it's good that he had a good game for them. I think that they're going to need the scoring boost and they need to survive the regular season. The regular season is for them to survive until they make a trade which we know is coming, they have to survive. But why are you laughing? Sorry. I just saw that apparently Bernie Sanders reacted to all the memes that have been going around today, and he goes, it makes people aware that we make good mittens in Vermont. (laughs) They are. Did you read about how those mittens are made? No. How are they? So I forget what the outside is, but the the kid mittens. That's what they are. The wool, the wool on the inside is made out of all um, plastic bottles. Oh, okay. Oh, they're pretty cool. Yeah, they look like they're big, but no, they're eco friendly. I guess feels like a good. Wow, damn! It like sold out on Twitter as soon as people like saw them. (laughs) That's amazing. No better like advertising than. (laughs) becoming a meme on the internet yeah i for sure thought that you were gonna like put bernie on the bench of like a heat game christian as your <laughs> as like your background i i would have bet money on that put him right oh. next to ud yeah i guess we, we gotta tell we gotta tell brass to do that for hangover time yeah. we gotta put we gotta put bernie in they in sh- funny places put the bernie, i think you should put bernie on um like that that shot with ray allen yeah 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 like, but like Bernie in the crowd yeah. and the Ray Allen shot. Uh, where, where else can we put him in the trophy ceremony? Oh, you uh, can't really see it. You can. Oh, that? that um the the when the victory era, the second champion when they are sitting on that like on the landing on that race landing on yes. Bernie next to Dwayne and LeBron. Can we put Bernie in the on the um what was that that like really viral video of them dancing? Costumes, the, the, the Harlem shape, yeah, do oh, something yeah. like that. There, That'd just kind of put Bernie in the back, <laughs> sitting of the in front of one of the lockers, just disgusting. <laughs> yes, just chilling. <laughs> Gold. You see that one tweet that it was like, you know, Bernie looks like, you know, this is just that he has like a whole itinerary of things to do, and like he's just stopping at Joe's yeah. thing for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that's funny. <laughs> that shit sent me so much. Um, yo, guys, remember to check out Hangover Time after every single Heat game. We're streaming live next next episode. I'm actually going to be allowed on Hangover Time. Alf is allowing me. Wait a minute, what? Ha- yeah, I'm on Hangover Time tomorrow. You are? I'm finally allowed, yeah. I thought that was written into the deal. <laughs> I It was, but Alf said that I'm allowed tomorrow. Alf, Alf has uh, personal responsibilities he needs to take care of. No, no, tomorrow Alf is hosting. Oh, never mind. And Saturday, I'm, I'm on. he's off. Saturday, yeah, Alf is off on yeah, Saturday. I'm on Saturday, so come, yeah, I'm come on Saturday. Out Saturday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah um, but I'm on I'm on Friday first with uh Chat's asking homie. if you're gonna drink. Uh, yeah, yes. it's Friday uh, is drip drop. Come on, Dude, no, gonna, drip drop Fridays. Oh, well, oh, you God. guys can drip drop on Friday, but I'm gonna drip drop on Saturday. <laughs> are we are we drip drop Fridays or drip drop Saturdays? We gotta figure We're gonna do both days. The tradition is Fridays. Let's let's work this out because I, I like obviously we're gonna die if we do it every Friday. 
What what we should do? You need is to make once, the rules harder because every subscription a, no, no, is no. too much. Once a month, we should play the drip drop game with the subs, where we take a shot for every. We should make it a once a month thing to kind of get you know to get people involved with our subscription because we can't do it every time because we're just gonna die. Do it bi-weekly. Do it every bi-weekly. <laughs> we, could, we could do it as a sub goal, you know, where we all will take a shot if you know we hit a sub goal or something. I don't know. I don't, we have to figure it out. We got we got to find ways to intricate the drip drop game. But check out Friday tomorrow. We have Iman from Dishes and Dimes on. Uh, she's amazing. Oh, it's an all awesome. women's Raptor podcast, and uh, she's been on our show many times. Uh, I'm working on a Dishes and Dime guest for the pregame show, uh, so stay tuned for that. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, they have their own pregames to work on, so hopefully, you know, we can get one of them for pregame two for Heat Raptors, and then obviously Saturday uh, Heat Nets uh, with James Harden, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. So make sure to check out the pre and post game shows here on Heapy for that. Make sure to check out light skinned opinions on YouTube. Uh, we're going to check, check chat right now. I'm going to kind of throw that out so that you guys can click that little link there, go to their YouTube page, subscribe, um, and watch them live. They're going to do a show about the inauguration and everything going on in America right now. Uh, LSO is amazing. Alf hosted. Don't we uh, have uh, a LSO right after this? Yeah, LSO at 830 on, on the LSO YouTube channel. So click that link I just threw out there that, that Nightbot so graciously provided and uh, check what they're doing out on YouTube. And we'll be back uh, tomorrow for our pregame show, 30 minutes before tip-off. So I believe it's 7 o'clock. I think the game's at 730. So 7 p.m. I will be here. I think I'll, Jack Alfonso will be here and we'll, and probably Additions of Dime guests will be here. And then postgame, uh, us and Iman. So check us out there. Thank you, everybody. Make sure to subscribe to our Twitch page, our YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at MIAHeapy. Follow us here on Twitch. That's important. And I'm telling y'all, please leave five-star reviews on iTunes or Spotify. Uh, that means a lot. The podcast is our baby. Yep. Uh, if you're listening to this on Apple Pod, uh, please give us a review. It would mean a lot to me. Yeah, uh, make Gianni feel better. He's feeling a little worried about it lately. I know, you yeah. know he knows more people are going to YouTube, more people are watching us on Twitch, but he's concerned about the pod numbers. Just go subscribe, even if as you don't. As long listen, as the team keeps the winning, we'll be fine. It's gonna make Gianni feel a lot better. We're following on our give first us, game winning streak, so like, give us that fine. sweet, sweet auto download. Listen, that's gonna keep. <laughs> That's going to keep our lights on. Okay. Like, just please help me out. We'll pay for Alice alcoholic addiction problem. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> shout out to that. Uh, shout out to AA meeting. AA meeting, listen. right. <laughs> well, before we go, when the AA meeting came, did you know that was coming, Siobhan? I did not. I didn't know what that was. I just, we'd seen Alf's nipples in that photo before. I just didn't know the <laughs> rest of what was about to happen. 